Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How was your alternate Monday? Pretty great. It's a wonderful day now. The spring is coming. It's wonderful. I know we always start with the weather because it's the thing that, that when, when someone asks me what my day is like, it's like that's the clear determination on how my day is set out. <laughs> right? I can, I can make it better or worse, but not, nothing more than like being able to like, – I went out for a long walk today. and uh, Just being able mm-hmm. to you know, be out in shorts and go for a huge walk around Bloomington was kind of nice. So how is Florida treating you? Uh, it's not too bad. It's um, It's warm, as expected. Um, I think I was already in Florida when we talked last week, wasn't I? Yes. Yeah, that was, I was still up in the, up in the panhandle. Um, yeah, I got to my brother's place, David's, um, last Thursday and it's Wednesday today. So I've been here almost a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's been warm. I have to run my air conditioner every day, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, <laughs> I, I had that. We were um, we're driving down the road, and I and you know I have a convertible, so the top was down. Um, and mm-hmm. I but I, I drove up to Sydney School, and I knew that it's like it was like sixty eight or something like that. And it's nice when you walk around, but when you're driving down, it can be a little chilly, right? Um, so I put the top mm-hmm. up because I because th- I know she kind of complained about that. And she sat there, and then, but I had the windows down. It was totally fine, windows down. And then um, she starts to get a little hot, actually, which was a little surprising. She's like, can we just turn the air conditioner on? I'm like, I'm not turning the air conditioner on when it's 67 degrees outside with the, right. with the, the breeze. Jeez. Yeah. But, but now you, yeah. you, here you are. You're in a spot where you are. Because I, I don't even, I guess that's my way to say is like, I don't even, at this point in the year, I forget what it's like to be hot enough where you need to be cooled off. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, so I was in Florida. Let's see. I don't remember if I had been using the, had been using the air conditioner when we recorded last week. Um, But for the first two days and then everywhere I was in Texas and going through Mississippi and all that, like the worst it would get is while I'm driving, I would be warm because the sun was on me. Mm-hmm. And so I'd have to like toy around with like my Jeep has a sunroof. So like I'd open that a little bit, put it in vent or open it all the way or crack a couple of windows. But then it's kind of noisy when I'm trying to listen to podcasts or audiobooks and <clears throat> go back and forth with that stuff because I don't want to run the air conditioner when I can see on my little console thing that it's like 60 outside. Right. Like it's warm in the car, but it's cool enough outside. I don't need to run the air conditioner. Right. Um, and then that third day in Florida, maybe second, I forget when I got toward either past Tallahassee or, or somewhere around there, I was like, okay, well it's warm in the car and it's like, you know, 75, 77 outside. I'm like, it's not oppressively warm yet, but it's enough that I'm just going to put the air on in the Jeep. And then also when I set up, because there's not great airflow in the camper, um, I have to run, I have to run the air conditioner. I did order, this is nitty gritty details that aren't going to matter to anybody who doesn't have a camper, but I bought a new fan, um, 
that I'm gonna have to pick up when I come back up north. Uh, like an, that like should, an exhaust fan for the ceiling. Like an exhaust fan, yeah. The the um, campers have ceiling vent fans. Like um, I don't know what to compare it to. It's a square hole in the roof with yeah, a yeah. with a lid, um, and mine has a big rain hood on it. But the fan in there, it is like um, it's like a quarter of the size. It's like a it's like a twelve inch square hole with like a four inch fan. Yeah. So, something I'm, I'm guessing at those numbers, but it's useless and it's very loud. So like, I only use it if I'm using the shower to like vent out the, the moisture. I'm like, this is not, this is not moving any air. And so, um, they make replacements that you put in there that are, you know, fill the whole space. And I'm like, that's what I want. So that I can turn it on, pull some air through and not have to run the air conditioner if it's just a little bit warm. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so I was thinking that I had done all the interesting travel since we had recorded last, but I forgot that it, that was weekend before last. And uh, is that right? Yeah, last weekend um, I was here at my brother's place. Um, so other than traveling down through Florida, um, I went to Kennedy Space Center this past Sunday. Yeah, that was um, something that I was surprised. I, I mean, I, I just knew that you were down there. And I knew that that was right. like something you would do. And I, I just, I don't know why when you had posted like your picture right there, I was like, holy cow, he went to, you know, Kennedy. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, of course he oh, Yeah. So tell me, tell, we, we talked about um, Houston. We have a problem. Houston, so, jo- Johnson Space Center. Yeah. With, within a um, month, you've been to both. Now that is something <laughs> not a lot of people can say unless they're in that program. Not, not, yeah, not a lot of people can say. And maybe... Depending on what I do next in the next couple of weeks, I might try to get to uh, Huntsville. There's one there where they have the other uh, Saturn V. Um, it was it was interesting. It was especially interesting, as you say, to go there having just been at the one at Houston. Um, they are surprisingly different. Yeah. For yeah. how how similar you would think they would be like they're both nasa they're both the well-known like not a lot of people know huntsville Mm -hmm. except you know we do from uh uh for all mankind but like the rockets launch in florida and mission control is in houston Mm -hmm. like everybody knows that um maybe not everybody but most people like if you know anything about about nasa that you know those two locations um the the site in Houston is like an indoor museum with kind of tall ceiling because they've got stuff, old limbs and mock-ups and stuff hanging. And you sort of do a circle around the room and there are exhibits. And there's the usual things, the VR simulators and the little theater and different exhibits on, on different corners. And then, as I talked about, you take the trams uh, into the actual Johnson Space Center um, grounds where Mission Control is. Yeah. And you see those few things over there. Um, Kennedy reminds me more of Disneyland. Or, <laughs> well, I've, I, it is close. I've never... It, it's close to Disney World, so I get that. They're, they're competing for that uh, <laughs> that crowd where... Uh, Johnson's I 
don't know. Like, I guess Galveston is about half an hour away. Um, <laughs> right. But it's, you know, it's it's a different it's a different kind of crowd. So the the thing I'll say off the top is that admission at Kennedy is almost twice what it is at uh, in Houston. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, which I think at Houston, I paid less than thirty five um, for everything. Yeah. I mean, which just got me in and, and, and that was it. And at Kennedy, I just I had to pay ten dollars to park, and then it was like fifty four mm. or something just to get in. And then they had several exhibits inside that you had to pay more for, and I didn't do any of those. But I was like, wow, geez. But it's you know, there's probably more. There's probably more demand, so they can charge more. Yeah. Well, what was the what was the? And granted, I know it's February, but. It was February then. What what was right. the crowd size at comparatively to both? Because I mean, Florida generally is a touristy place. I don't know. Right, I don't know necessarily right. if you know um, there is, but yeah, and, and it's by I Cocoa would... Beach is is by is where Kennedy's kind of by. Yeah, it's 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 really close to Cocoa Beach. Um, I think. I mean, Houston was definitely less crowded. But it's harder to tell because so much of um, of Kennedy is outside. Yeah, right. right? Um, the 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 one in Houston, you you're in this building, and there's nothing outside. Well, there is the the mock up shuttle and the jet are outside, so you go outside and it's right there. But the museum is all in the building, mm-hmm. and at Kennedy, they have those museum buildings, but they're separate buildings, and you walk between the different ones um and then you do the bus tour which is is just one it takes you longer to get out there but that's where they have their um saturn five rocket right um was that about the same when i saw your pictures i mean it's the same rocket uh, I don't know if it's because I had just seen the one in Houston, but the way they have it presented at Kennedy is it's up on these, um, I mean, both of them are, are, you know, held in place with beams and things, yeah. but, um, the one at Kennedy is elevated. Yeah. Above your so head. you can, yeah, it's above your head. And I don't think either of them are close enough to touch. You know, I think there's part of the one in Houston that you can touch. There's like a, between a couple of the stages, you know, it's broken apart, so you can see the different stages. It's like the one in Kennedy. Um, but because it's down on the ground, um, there's like a ramp you can go up and you can actually, uh, you know, see and, and touch parts of it. You're closer to it. And so the the one at Houston was more impressive. I think I think maybe having just seen that one made the, made the one at Kennedy like, oh, yeah, here's another one. Here's another and one, it's, right. And it's way up in the ceiling where I can't really. Yeah, you can't really get a uh, close look at it. I can't really can't really look at it as well. Um, but there were other, you know, there was just more. There was so much more going on. There were more exhibits. There were more shows. Um, at, at, there's at a Kennedy. thing at Kennedy. Um, there's a thing they do that I don't remember experiencing anywhere at the at the Houston. Um, park i don't think park is the right word for it but um all of the indoor spaces and exhibits at kennedy have music mm-hmm. like big epic music going on all the time it's like you're at um at disneyland I agree. 
at Disneyland or like I remember uh, Universal Studios being this way in um, in California. Um, and I, I think they have a park in Florida too. Um, you know, where you're just hearing a bit of the back to the future or Jurassic park soundtracks on repeat, depending on, depending on what ride you're by. And that's, that's how Kennedy was, um, which was fine. It's more, I think there, there's a lot for kids at both sites. Um, but Kennedy seems to have more stuff for kids, which again, I get based on its proximity to Disney. Um, the, when, when I talked about, um, the one in Houston, I talked about the two sort of, uh, emotional moments of that experience. Um, the first being seeing the Saturn V up close. The second being, uh, the restored mission control room. Yeah. Um, at, at Kennedy, that moment was the shuttle. Uh, I was was waiting for it. That's my favorite part. Yeah. If, if, if you've never seen this, this is a little bit of a spoiler. Um, it's weird that that this should be a spoiler, but it it is for what happens. It is. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you've never been to Kennedy space center and are planning a trip anytime soon. I don't want to spoil this moment for you. I I would skip ahead to it. Yeah. If you haven't, and you are thinking about it, just skip ahead like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk about it in detail. So I did the um, I did the bus tour almost right away, which was kind of what I did at at um, Houston too. Mm-hmm. And at Houston, they have this thing with the app where you sign up and the list. Where at Kennedy, you just get in line and you get on a bus. I don't know if it's because of the you know the buses have more capacity or something like that. Process seemed easier, um, but there's also only one tour where at Houston they do multiple tours because there are three interesting sites out at um at uh houston um johnson space center no side note but as as you're speaking to that that bus stop where you're talking about where you get on the buses and they had the those queues yeah there uh that is Mm -hmm. where i I, and my story that i had about like almost seeing the shuttle take off oh the shuttle that's where we sat in those queues like for two and a half hours waiting for our stuff nice so anyway just yeah and i saw the I saw the benches and that's another good example of the difference in facilities. Like the, the building with the Saturn five in it at Kennedy has its own gift shop Mm -hmm. and its own, um, like mini theater and its own, uh, uh, cafeteria food thing where the one at, at Houston is just a big, um, steel building. Well, here, let let me say something about, there are some exhibits around it and it's, it's just, it, it's an in, it's an indicator of the difference in scale of the two of the two parts. Yeah. L- let me say something about that real quick because because it, it's kind of it goes along with. And I'm sure you'll you'll mention this later. Repeat it too. Um, so Kennedy used to not be like that. Kennedy used to be more like Houston, right? It, it, for the longest time, sure. it was. I think both of them were not meant to be like theme park tourist places attractions. Tra- yeah, tourist attractions. Yeah, tourist attractions. They're they're businesses things. They're government pla- facilities where they. Yeah, do like yeah. it's like there's not a tourist attraction to go to uh, uh, in the naval base, right? Uh, they might have some little thing, but nothing really, right? Uh, although some mm-hmm. now have museums, but beside the point. Anyway, I think that they weren't. That's not what they were kind of designed for. And then they they said, well, we probably should, and they put something kind of up, and we're not really thinking about it. And Kennedy's wasn't all that great for the longest time. The first several times I went there, it was like, I like it because I'm a space nerd and I like seeing these big things, but they didn't really do much. And then. 
maybe 10 years ago, um, they um, hired theme park people in mm. in Florida because they're there. They can have that. Like they, yeah, they yeah, yeah. Have the, it, I don't know if it's theme park people, but like event people. And Florida is, right. that's the best they have, you know, is around is in Florida um, to redo their, their entire um, place. And that's the experience that you're getting is that revamped experience. And I don't think they did that okay. in Houston. Uh, yeah, like like yeah, that, definitely that whole building where you went in with what you're getting ready to describe uh, was was not even there. They that's one of the big right. things that they did. So go ahead and continue on with that. Okay. I just want to let you know that's. I think that's what happened. Is you're 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 saying things that, about similarities. Like yeah, I bet you that was by design. That that makes sense. It was like um, the Houston Park was more like just a tourist attraction. Like if you go to a museum. Or, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, kind of middle to small town museums where maybe they have a bunch of old cars. Or, like, the the USS Alabama was like this, too. It's like, here's this ship, and you can walk around it, you can look at it, and we've got some old planes and stuff here. But that's it. Like, it's cool stuff, you can come look at it, and that's it. Where Kennedy was more like a theme park. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I did the Saturn V... Uh, the bus tour and there's a little theater thing where they have the the um the actual landing part of the moon landing where there's a a mannequin and a and a lamb drops down i don't know if you've seen that yes um that's at the at the saturn 5 building um and then i brought the bus back and it was close to the shuttle building and they've got the big um uh the boosters in the tank sitting there that's the big like thing you can see from a distance i also got pictures of the the uh vab the the vehicle assembly building oh yeah yeah they were a big thing yeah which i recognized right away from a distance and then they have all these videos in the in the buses explaining it and i'm like really like i i spotted that building it's like the it's like the red seats in mission control like it's immediately recognizable it's one of the most i didn't realize things yeah, I didn't realize that they assemble rockets in that building. Like, I don't know if I've never seen that in a movie or just have and didn't remember. But I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, this I agree. gigantic yeah. building. But um, yeah, so, something that's probably anyway, not on that tour now is that they, they they had when they assemble those vehicles there, like the whole wall opens up. And because the yeah. rockets would be standing up. And then there right. is, I mean, hopefully they're, it's not been there been on that bus tour in a long time. They, the last time I went, they still had the launch pads up from the shuttles and they were, they're like in February, we're going to dismantle these. This will be the last time you're going to be able to see them. Um, and they had the long, huge, super crazy reinforced, um, tracks, uh, concrete tracks, like road basically of where the, the huge massive shuttles would slowly inch down from the vehicle assembly building all the way to the launch pad. Like that, that road was, in great crazy incredible like hmm. billion tons of, of this thing slowly of climbing down you know several miles to this massive thing which was very impressive as you, you drove it on, rode it on on the bus and then saw the, the, the launch pad there. okay right. sorry so you get the vehicle assembly building yeah so i saw that and came back and then you know i got a picture by the by the boosters and you see them up close and it's like oh this is cool and they have the schedule right so i'm like oh there's a walking tour of the shuttle at you know, 
three thirty, and it was three. And I'm like, well, I'll go see what's what's in this building and and see what it is. And then there are people in line, so I'm like, well, I'll get in line because that's that's what it is. Like so much of much more so than Houston, so much of of Kennedy was waiting in line at places, <laughs> and it wasn't too crowded, but it was warm outside so yeah. you know there was no reason for me pe- for people not to be there right. um where when i was at houston it was like 50 so um so i wait in line and then we watch this movie and it's like actors recreating the engineers going we need to build a thing that we can reuse and we've never built a thing we can reuse before and it's super cheesy <laughs> and i'm like this is cool if you don't if you don't really know or appreciate um <clears throat> this stuff and then, you know, and this is like, it's like the third or fourth movie or presentation thing like this that I've seen. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. It's another, it's another little movie. A little hype. Great. Hype, I mean, thing. Yeah. N- not even counting all the little movies they showed on the bus. <laughs> right. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. Now the doors are open and we can go into the next room. And it's like it's a different kind of theater where they're going to show a different kind of movie. And I'm like, okay, cool. Another movie like this. It's fine. It's fine. And then like, it builds more and more hype until they, they, they give the stats and they show the model, the paper model from the first video. And then the screen kind of fades out and the shuttle's right there, like behind the screen, like suspended in the air. The actual thing, right? Yeah. The, the, the actual thing. And I, I had this thought like, watching the watching the video of it go and watching the mock-up like the shuttle program started well it didn't start like it started in the early 70s but they launched the first one or whatever however that's measured in april or whatever of 1981 a couple months before i was born right and so for like almost my entire life well all of my entire life until they canceled the program in 11. Um, the shuttles were iconic, right? hundred percent. It's like, it's like when you, if, if people ever notice this kind of thing, they talk about like how they think cars should look. Yeah. And it's, and it's the way that cars looked when they were, you know, a, a young, like kid, early teenager. Yeah. Right when you're like five to fifteen ish, right? That's what you think cars should look like. The shuttle is what I think NASA vessels should look like. Right? Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. Like the 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 Saturn Fives, the you know the Gemini and the the rockets that came before was like, oh, this is this crazy stuff they did with rockets back in the day, and the new stuff is like, ooh, SpaceX and Elon Musk, he's got these rockets that can land, and that's crazy new way of the future. Right. But the shuttle, the shuttle is the baseline. I agree. It's like like all that I knew for my whole life, like you think NASA, and you think this weird bulky plane thing with the orange tanks and the two, and the, uh, the big orange tank and the two boosters, and that's it. Like, that's the default. Right. Uh, you know, from my my personal experience and then the thing fades out and you see it and you're like man that thing it went up into space like 36 38 times whatever they say how many times and like like it went up and it came back and went up and every time they wanted to like put more satellites in the sky for gps and everything else that we use now um guys had to carry it up in that thing they had to blast off up there 
and put it in place and then fly back down. Crazy. And it was just very like that was that was the moment where I was like, you know, almost teared up a little bit yeah. at the the music and the like paper thing coming down and just the um it's like all that build up worked and you didn't see it working, right? Like you totally right, weren't expect right. I was not expecting. I I Yeah, it's like not know if, if anything if anything I was close to being burned out at the like heavy emotionalism of all the presentations and stuff uh to then, you know. And 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 you're treated you're treated with not and, just like a replica or you know at at this all this big story and blah 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 it's wonderful and great and you're you're okay and you get it all and then and then the way yeah again the way they they just presented that with the wall kind of opening up to and then the screen seeing it and you're like i just i i I know as you were describing i kept having that scene in my head that's played you know years since i still have it of seeing this real thing like the real thing and then when i walk straight and the way it's angled people who haven't been there you're still listening it's Atlantis is suspended from uh, the ceiling and tilted kind of with its rear end up and then maybe at a 45 degree downward um, yeah. and, and angled. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of like looking at it and it's open. It's cargo bay is open and, it, and you get to walk all the way around it with this above. It's just really neat. And you walk straight into it. So when those doors open up, it's like it's looking at you, right? This real yeah, piece of it's history. It's a big there's a big screen like projector screen where the video is being shown and then they dim it such that you can just see you gradually start to see the room so it doesn't open right away Mm -hmm. like you see the shape of it and the way that it's angled and facing that screen looks like it's in space yeah i mean not not really but it looks like it's sort of floating um where the um the vessel that they have at houston is not a real shuttle it's one of the like training mock-ups yeah um they do have one of the 747s that they used to transport transport them um and i think because because of that or i don't i don't know why but um they have that one outside and you can go in it like you can't sit in the cockpit and mess with the controls and most of the controls aren't real anyway Mm. um but you can walk in there and stand in it, uh, which is a different, um, which is a different sort of experience than the one in at Kennedy. But um, the Atlantis is is there and it's open and it's and it's real, like it's been back and forth to space. I, right? I, I stared that, at that. I said thing. that earlier. I stared at that thing for like fifteen minutes, and my kids were super annoyed. <laughs> right, but I just, I just couldn't right. stop. And there's all sorts of presentations and things all around it, yeah. and little things to mess with. And I just wanted to stare, like. Every little you oh look there that's like the the heat shielding has been there's a, a crack in it there where it's been pulled off or you know right. you see the the blast marks from the atmosphere on the on the, the the nose in the front and you're like holy crap that was from the atmosphere flaring up as it comes into the ground you know and it, I just was so blown away with every little fine detail of that thing that it, it, yeah. it was a I always say it was a big nerd space nerd before that anyway but that super solidified me with it and. Yeah, I, it's it's great to talk to somebody like who e- even wasn't as big big as a say a NASA nerd as I was. Still, you it still gets that appreciation. I think even for kids, I know my kids really really liked it too and, and was could appreciate it. So well yeah, done, I, NASA people administrators. Yeah, was, you know, 
Yeah, I had a weird, I had a weird sort of sequence of events. I think that I, I don't know if I've, I've probably just mentioned this offhandedly, but um, I listened to, and I'm still listening to um, the writing lectures by Brandon Sanderson. Uh, um, he's the well-known fantasy author. Uh, he had a video come out yesterday or the day before about how he's written five books in the last two years from the lockdown stuff Mm -hmm. uh but he was kind of a he's a very prolific writer anyway um and he does a fantasy and creative writing or a fantasy fantasy and sci-fi lecture as part of the creative writing program at byu uh um and those videos from the series in 2020 uh are on youtube for free which is surprising Mm. but anyway um, he, th- there's one of the sessions that's on short stories where he has a guest yeah. lecturer come in, uh, because he's, he doesn't write short stories. If you've read any of his stuff, right. he has the record for the longest, uh, standalone fantasy novel in, well, it's part of a series, even part of a series. It's on audible 55 hours long. It's Jeez. a beast, but, um, he named two short stories that he really liked. And I bookmarked them and then went and read them later. Um, And they're both really, really good. Um, And one is this, like, it's like a forum. It's it's a web forum, you know, online discussion forum for time travelers. Yeah. And it's fiction, right? So this guy is writing all these characters. And it's like, uh, you know, so-and-so is just joined the server. Or, what you know, that's how it would say now. But it's not Discord. It's a it's like a forum. He's like, hey, guys, I'm new to the new to the site. Um, I'm this and this. And I just got back from uh, 1938 and I took care of Hitler. You're welcome. <laughs> and the next <laughs> reply is like, OK, just got back from uh, stopping, you know, so and so two, three, one, seven from uh, from killing, killing Hitler. Please read the forum rules before uh this and this and then you know there's some pedantic guy every every few messages who's like um really discussions of this should be in this uh uh, forum group and not not in this one um yeah just try to keep things tidy um but at one point like after the third or fourth person does this and the same guy keeps going back and fixing he's like look without hitler there's no world war ii there's no bomb there's no cold war no space race and therefore no computers no computers no time travel right it's like you create stop create stop creating paradoxes people right, right um and that that set my brain on this and i didn't really really think about it until i was at kennedy um going through and looking at all this stuff and they they do more of this at kennedy because it's so interactive um the one at houston i think there's while there are definitely a lot of exhibits and you know things to read as there are at any museum uh because kennedy is more um is is more of a theme park and there's more information sort of sort of presented to you instead of you having to seek it out and read it um they do much more of that like here's this technology we had to invent and this technology like solar panels water filtration um computers obviously battery technology um all the things i mean when we talked about this before i think we talked about this on the air yeah i was talking about the math involved in you know when does the rocket like how do you get the rocket up into orbit 
and all the orbital mechanics, how fast you have to go to be at this altitude of orbit. And then how do you, you blast the rocket at this speed so that you can hit the moon and the moon's moving and you want to hit it just right so that you orbit the moon and don't crash into it or blow past it. There's all this math involved. And if you watched um, the movie Hidden Figures, they originally had rooms full of people doing this math because that was what they had. And then, you know, they got IBM and they made this big, you know, room-sized machine because that, again, was the technology they had at the time. And they were doing some of that during the war, right, for codes and uh, you know, encrypted radio transmission and stuff like that. But this was a time where they really needed to do a lot of math. And, you know, right. humans are slow at math and computers are very uh-huh. good at math. And that was the start of of computers. So all the things like the actual thing itself of like putting a man on the moon and him walk around and collect some rocks, like that's impressive. But the the impact on on society and culture and everything else is so much bigger than just that one thing it's a million little things that they had to do and and continue doing um out of that necessity of like you know we want to do this and we only have this much space so how do we do this and how do we do this they had to keep inventing all these little things um to to make that work and then to do it better. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, that was my, that was my sort of coming back around to, um, uh, space exploration being, being worth it. It, it I mean, it, it's, it's I, obviously, I think so. I mean, it's, it's, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's, uh... it's, I mean, I never, yeah, I never was fully to the point of like, this is something we should cancel like full kind of, and I mean, literally cancel, not, not um because it's you know it's a lot of money but of course um one of the one of the presentations that i saw was i think maybe it was about the mars stuff the artemis uh project that they're doing Mm -hmm. which was very focused at kids right because they want you know they're talking now you know five ten twenty years out Mm -hmm. with this like they want to encourage kids to you know go into STEM fields and absolutely and all of that. And, and they're like, yeah. they're like, we don't fill a rocket full of cash and blast it into space. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, like there's, there's money. And it's like, there's an episode of, of for all mankind. They talk about that. Like there are factories where all these parts are being made, right? Like it's, it is a sort of um, stimulus thing, right? right. Where, you know, the economy is built up around, um, these, these things that are, that are being done wherever the money is coming from. Yeah. And, and, uh, as you mentioned, like, um, space race and leading to computers and leading to things that, that we have now. And, um, I, I mean, we could have a whole session on this, but the best way is someone should, um, Google, um, uh, DeGrasse Tyson, uh, Neil DeGrasse Tyson, uh, mm-hmm. his uh, talk to Congress like that back um, eight years ago or something like that, more, maybe more. Mm. Um, and when they were cutting funding to NASA um, and it's just, it's just a good speech. I mean, I, I can't say it better than, than he did. So please go out and Google that. And, and the reason, all the reasons why we should have it. And, and, and he ends with thing or 
halfway through, he just starts talking about the importance of wander wonder and, you know, sparking the human mind and, and driving forward and such like that. And, uh, the importance of that, you know, that you lose that, you lose who we are, you lose as humans, not as, as like a country or whatever you lose, you know, uh, our species, um, and space is in, in right. the space, you know, going out into the next frontier, which is the only frontier. It, it, you know, they say the final frontier. It's it's mm-hmm. the only well, it's the only place we can sit here on Earth and explore the dirt forever. But that is such a minuscule, you know, atom-sized thing in the universe that you know, asking to to get a shuttle or a rocket to just go to the very edge, the very beginning, the starting line is the minimum we can do right? Uh, right for the rest of our our existence in in all of existence humans you know we have to do that we have to do space guys it's just not something we can just decide not to do right i mean we can but we will it'll be the, it will be the end of us this this planet will be done at some point yeah. so anyway yeah i i i'm not sure I'm not going to get political here but how the future goes, you know, we have our, our United States government has decided to do more with less government stuff with NASA and more with privatization of it. Uh, I honestly right. don't have an opinion. I mean, I kind of do, but I, nothing that I care to talk about. All I care is that there is something, right? That, that, that there is, we are doing yeah, stuff with it, SpaceX. There is things happening that makes me feel happy that there is something that people are, humans are continuing. And it's more... And it's so much more subtle and nuanced than just saying like, you know, what happens in the in the sci-fi movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like eventually Earth runs out of resources and we got to start terraforming Mars, mm-hmm. a board game, or you know, we got to spread out, we got to go to Alpha Centauri and we got to build warp gates and whatever that kind of stuff is. You know, you get into the realm of science fiction and you're like, okay, cool, you know, good luck, like. Yeah. Somehow we don't have the resources to survive on earth, but we're going to build warp gates. Right. But the reality is more like, okay, well we want to have, uh, we need to have power in space for our satellite, you know, for the ISS to operate. It needs electricity. And so we need to generate electricity based on the sun or, you know, uh, sourced from the sun. Or, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, we need we need solar technology because what else are you going to do in space? You can't ship oil or coal <laughs> right, right. up into space and burn it to make electricity. You need something, you know, you need something that works in space and solar works in space. And then, you know, the the satellite or the station will go behind the Earth for a while. So we need to store that power. So we need batteries. We had batteries already, but we need better batteries that are lighter, that work you know, in space, in whatever those conditions are, whether it's extreme cold or, you know, not give off fumes to mess with the air circulation systems. Like those technologies together give us better power generate, you know, more ecological, uh, eco-friendly power systems down on earth. Give us things like eventually electric cars, you know, and, and that brings in this whole, you know, this whole other complicated thing about the market and how you develop those things to change, you know, those things. But it might not be as simple as, you know, eventually we're going to destroy Earth and we'll, humans will need somewhere else to live. Part of it is 
those technologies we need for space exploration can be applied on the surface on the planet on earth to give us more time um before you know those resources are exhausted and, and, and enrich our lives and help us do more exploration even here on earth like exploring the bottom of the ocean or within within the the earth itself you know there Mm -hmm. is still more to explore here and uh, take advantage of in our our natural environment but you know doing this the space uh portion of that is is helps all around yeah so i'm a big and and actually when when you look at we're talking obviously the united states focus here there's there is good space stuff happening on the world um but uh the amount of budget that NASA gets is pennies, like pennies. It's like fraction yeah. of a penny that I give for my taxes for NASA, right? right. I, I would like to say, can I donate 50% of my taxes to NASA? <laughs> can I yeah, can I earmark my, can my I just Can I decide where it goes? That's not how taxes work. But yeah, <laughs> it's easy to look at it from a certain perspective and go, yeah, there there are real um um you know clear and present issues on on the planet right we have we have you know uh, uh you know starvation we have underfunded schools we have poorly maintained roads and so it's easy to look at those things and say you know why are we spending a billion dollars sending a rocket into space when we could spend spend it here but the reality is um that it's that it's not that much in you know in the context of like um military spending which i don't <laughs> right, want to get right, right. all the way down into that we definitely need that too but uh maybe not quite to the to the extreme and yeah, some of the it's some, some of the, of the some places of things, where especially it comes to when you said nasa there you really have to put perspective you really do yeah. have to say fractions of a penny you know someone gives you a number uh eight sextillion gazillion right they'll say what does that mean right. it, it, you get to a point it does it, it just sounds like a lot is all you say it's like that's a lot yeah. right and and you're right spending at nasa or on the space any space program is a lot but perspective of fractions of a penny of your thing as opposed to let's say well we should be spending it on health care uh, yeah that's true actually that's probably a bad example we should be spending on roads <laughs> well we spend a penny right. each on roads so the amount of of money that we're spending on this on space exploration compared to the things that you say we should be is appropriate it is proportionate right yeah we we are doing that or how much are we spending you know propping up industries like corn or oil and 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 saying and saying we put it in some take that fraction of a penny away and now these other ones are going to be better is foolish like we are yeah. shooting ourselves in the foot by taking that mm-hmm. away completely, right? Or even yeah. more so that uh, to support something that we're already massively overfunding, right? So right. yeah, th- these things are clearly political. But I, uh, out of all of our things that w- I want to say with this is that you know, and, and your your visit to the to these places is that it's worth it. it this is something that's worth not just paying what we were paying, but paying more. I actually can say that we can do mm. things better and, and be more efficient and all that kind of stuff. Yes, I'm on board with that. And SpaceX has a good role in that kind of a thing. Um, but as, as, a, as a human race, I think that we are not investing enough in it. 
in the science and in the um, the mm. industry. I, I think that we should be investing more in it, not as much as helping feed the poor, but we should be spending right. more. Right. Yeah. Crazy. We hey, we got yeah. we got into some like social issues here, man. That was. It's not, and it's not mutually exclusive either. Like you know, we could we could develop or discover technology to improve food storage and and things that we need in space that can <clears> replicators be <clears throat> yeah when are we going to get those damn replicators yeah, we'll just talk about that off air that that would solve okay that would solve all of our problems then wouldn't it yeah yeah right. for real <laughs> hey for real. uh i'm going to go back into our normal subject here and this is not actually a real yeah. real tangent but this is a question when when it does because you and i were talking about today when does strange new worlds come out is that this month or is it like in a couple months? Do we know? Do we do we know? I don't know. Oh, I thought you might have known. Okay. I think you're probably doing what I am and trying to like not think about it until it happens, right? Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to get to first episode date 2022. No, that's not uh, helpful. That's that is not that's helpful. not helpful. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I know they've 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 stopped filming a long time, but you know, these things have Maybe CGI, so, so. maybe in May? Nice. That'd be nice. I see I see dates, uh, and now I looked this up, and I can't remember Alex if that Kurtzman's one or Picard name is, is under story by. I know Picard. Well, makes, Picard just finished wrapping, so it'll come out later. And and I hate to say this, but when I read the the the, the article that said that Picard finished filming, I w- I gave mm-hmm. up. I, I like when it was whew, like Patrick Stewart made it. <laughs> he made it. Yikes. It's sad to say, but I think like, oh man, they got they got to finish a story, some kind of story. This guy's going to die on us. So, uh, yeah, I, I would hate that. It'd be a very sad, sad day. But can happen mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, okay, so we got yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm. We had some talk to this today about uh, Star Trek, and I'm obviously not a Discovery fan, so I haven't watched that, and it feels like I haven't watched it in a while. I watched a couple. Right. I watched Star Trek Generations last week. Or I had it on the background, and um, I think that's my favorite. I guess we've never talked that. What's your What's your favorite Star Trek? Is I'm, okay. Let's just say Khan's out. <sighs> I think you're an old school guy, so I would assume Khan is your Khan, favorite. Khan, uh, uh, Star Trek Two. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I would have said Four. I uh, I don't know how well Four holds up. Yeah. Um, that's the one where they go back in time to the eighties. Yeah, to to the whales, save the whales. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like that. I think First Contact is very good. Yeah. Uh, Insurrection, even when I first saw it, it was probably some of my earliest, like, uh, proto-podcaster conversations mm-hmm. uh, complaining about that movie. Um, so, yeah, it's it's probably a toss-up between those two. Yeah. Um, although... Those are good ones. Those are good ones. Insurrection, gener- insurrection for me... I don't think it had enough. Like I like I that's one I can watch because not all the Star Trek show movies can I put on and watch. Yeah, right. Or even the background. They're they're just not great. Um, like I can't. I just can't watch three. What I call Spock three. Like I can't just watch Spock three. Um, Search for Spock. Yeah, and um, but um, Insurrection I can put on, but it's just I don't think it. It just doesn't have anything special in it for me. Um, the, no, and the like. The, the cheesy moments were too cheesy. The um, the sort of moral lesson of the of the plot doesn't really work. Yeah, that that, and, that might be it too. Is that 
I think spoiler for that movie. The the idea that like these people are already super advanced and they kind of eschew it for a simple life, like that kind of was lost on me because I think watching Star Trek, it's if people are watching it are caught up in the wonderful fantasticness of the the future technology, and then right for the moral of the story to be that like future technology you should give it up. Well, and it lost and it wasn't even that it was like. It was like the the miracle of this planet belongs to these people, but the people weren't native. Like they right. just found it first, right? It's it's a complete like uh like almost colonial kind of kind of attitude where, you know, they could have harvested whatever was in the rings of that planet for the betterment of all, you know, the people of the federation. Right. It just didn't it didn't work. But yeah, first contact, I mean, it's funny it's funny that both of my picks are the time travel ones. I didn't do that intentionally. Um but I really warmed to first contact more and I I liked it fine at the time. But watching that what which show is it? I don't even remember now. It's I want to say Enterprise. One of the one of the shows Although that couldn't have been, I forget the timeline of what happens when one of the shows starts with an episode starts with a recreation of that scene from the movie where yes. the Vulcans land it's the, it's the after the test, one, right? It's Mirrorverse, which is why I want to say that it's that it's Enterprise, but I don't know why I would have been rewatching it. Um, maybe I just was because I remember those being good. I think, it, in matter of fact, I think they, it's Voyager. It, it might have been Voyager. Like, while I was watching Voyager, this scene from a First Contact comes on. And I'm like, oh, how great would it be if First Contact really happened in the real world? And, like, Vulcans came mm-hmm. and were like, look, here's what you guys got to do. You got to stop being so damn emotional. And then you can <laughs> explore space if you're good. And stop <laughs> stop yelling. Um right. And yeah, and so then I went back and watched that movie and remembered all the all the great, the good uh, uh, Riker and Troy banter and her getting drunk off tequila and you know, oh, right, right, Zephram Cochran being uncomfortable with all the hero worship, um, kind of stuff. And it still has you know some of the same kind of cheese that's in uh, Insurrection and Nemesis. Yeah. Right. But um yeah, I I liked that one a lot. And I mean, Generations, it's been a long time since I saw Generations. Um there's probably a lot of it that I would like even more now after all these years. Like I'm sure it's been 15 years since I saw that movie. Yeah. Um that, So that, that it would probably, it would probably be high on the list. That was probably too. my staple. But I I for me, I can't I don't get a better Trek movie. Um, I think that's the, that's, that's the one for me now. I, I do like, uh, the four, the, the, that time travel. I, mm-hmm. I do. So like, can't miscount that one, but, um, is that called voyage home? Yeah. I think it's voyage home. Yeah. It, it okay. is, uh, it's a good one, it, but it does have a lot of cheese and a lot of things that don't hold up. Cause I, I will occasionally go back. Like a lot of things don't hold up. Um, uh, and it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm not knocking anybody. Uh, but I like that right. one, but, but that's the only one that, for me that kind of comes close to generations. And because generations feels like a star Trek show, like it, it has 
um, all of you know all of the next generation people are acting as like next generation people. Uh, they have mm. progression. I, uh, Patrick Stewart has some excellent acting in it, where he gets tempted mm-hmm. by the ribbon, like to have a wonderful life right. in the ribbon, and have a kids and stuff. And he gives like has some true internal struggle and kind of comes through it as, as a stronger person. And that I really really enjoyed that. Um, starts off right off the bat with like this feels like a uh, old Trek movie because it's got um, um, Captain Kirk and his crew when they go on onto the, mm-hmm. the Enterprise Shatner. and it's and yeah, yeah Shatner and it all looks like it's shot like those original movies um, so it feels like right off the bat it feels like that and then Kirk dies spoiler and mm-hmm. it it transitions into the the new Enterprise and you're like oh now I'm watching Next Generation so right off the bat it, it made me feel like I had appreciation for what that thing that I liked before, which I sp- specifically liked the, the original movies a lot. Um, and then, right. and then now it's the new stuff, which I also really liked even more. So it had all that in one. And then of course it ends with, with that. It had the, the, the trekness of it, which was um, this guy wants to get back into this ribbon. So he's a bad guy, but he, you know, with reason, like he's not just, he's bad. not bad. He's not yeah. a Klingon. Yeah. Like Klingons are just, um, stupidly bad guys not bad guys but stupidly i don't know angry all the time right right um right. and where he was doing his thing for a reason uh, this the, the story also gave us more of Guinan, which you had the entire mm-hmm. series not knowing what's up with her but here you get a lot right. with her and do that and you're like okay so it just was like all of the it had all the trek stuff um, and I watched it just recently again, and it, and it held up for me in the same way. So I was like, oh, that, that's one. Nice. I wish we would have more like this. Because I guess it's, besides being, a, some people saying it's a gimmick of getting these, you know, two captains together. Um, it um, it was also the transition. Yeah, yeah. It, it was right, it was the idea that, um, um, oh, people was, I remember saying after that, it was like, oh, it's just like another episode. It was just like another episode. It wasn't anything special. Like, my, you know. My. my my dad said that, and I remember thinking that for a long time, and then was like, "They crashed the ship." They, yeah, but like, they do that all the time the, now, right? I mean, they they do, but at the like up till that point, like they crashed the ship at the end of uh of of three search for Spock, yeah. right? That's the first time that the ship like they detached the saucer and they crashed the saucer on the planet. Like it's destroyed. It, it like they never did that in the show. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. For, right? for sure. Yeah. They uh, barely I, I even say, detached the saucer. They did it like twice. I, I, though I will say that besides the first time it gets destroyed in, um, in the movies, like from then on, every time it gets destroyed, it almost feels like, Guys, had this been a, a regular series episode, uh, you would have found a way not to destroy the ship. But now in the movies, they're all like, right. well, we got to destroy the ship. That's our first choice and only choice. So I always feel like, right. guys, you're, you're smarter than this. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah they uh, it, that idea of it's it's another it's just another episode. I wasn't necessarily I'm not turned off by that idea because the episodes are great. It's one reason we like Star Trek. And you know what? They are an hour long. True. They're an True. hour long. That's 40 a good, minutes. That's a good point. Yeah. Like there's so, nothing so you, wrong you, with you get the with one story like that. Totally. Like what? What's the one where the is it Iborg or what's the one where he he gets caught with uh um by the Borg? Uh, 
No, Iborg is when they find Hugh. Oh, Hugh, that's right, yeah. Uh, f- who shows up in, in Picard. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, uh, I just watched that one not too long ago. No, it's something like... Like, enemy within or... Well, it, I'm not my, my, kind of my point there is that it's a two-parter right it's the end of the yeah. end of the season and the beginning of the next right uh, and right. that's that's a, that's the length of a feature film right it's an hour and a half to two right. hours and so yeah well of course our movies are going to be like another episode that's that's exactly what we have here like we got you know obviously maybe things do happen like uh you have a, a persistent effect that may happen maybe a character dies or um, modifies in some way, maybe like data becomes a human. I don't know, you know, something that, that greatly changes from characters. Sure. That can happen in a movie, but sure, yeah. what it is doing the things that, a, 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 a you know, a big season show does isn't a bad thing. So I felt like generations right. was that. Uh, well, I don't know why we got on that little tangent there, but, uh, I know it was cause I had watched generations this week and, um, mm. or kind of, you know, sideways. And I like it again, so I'll watch it again. Uh, other shows I watched this week. Let's talk about some of that, Dennis. Uh, I watched Witcher, Witcher Season 2, but and I finished it. I'm not going to talk about it because you haven't finished it. Right, right. Uh, but I did. I, I'm, I'm making good on my promises that I've been saying for the uh, last couple of weeks on the show. Nice. Um, I watched... I did finish watching Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. That's with Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Okay. Yeah. I haven't started that one yet. Was it good? It should be renamed Gaslighting the Movie, is what it is. Okay. okay. I, you know, okay. I, I, I kind of understood what gaslighting was before this by the definition. Right. But until I watched right. it, I was like, and when it was over, I'm like, this is what gaslighting is. The whole movie is just mm. gaslighting. And and I don't even know okay. if I want to give that away, but at the end, you're like, all that. And, and you're just kind of like, you didn't give me anything. You know, like it just did. It was, it felt very unsatisfying. I would should say in the end. And it didn't really, the whole time was the, every episode. It says, it sets it up in the trailer. You can see it. She drinks a lot and, um, has had some bad things happen in her life. She takes pills while she's drinking like heavily. I'm not talking about a little bit. She pours a bottle into one big massive drink and drinks it and then drinks like a case every night. Um, okay. So she is, and then while drinking psych, uh, psychotropic pills that she gets prescribed from her from her, her shrink. So sure. nothing in that show, not a single thing, can you believe or do you believe the whole time? You don't know oh, if anything you're watching mm-hmm. is real, right? And then when it ends, oh, it's like uh, it's like that that uh, that Marvel show that was not a Marvel show with Dan <laughs> Stevens, um, Legion. Did you watch yeah. that? I did not because of this, because of this reason, yeah. right? I, I didn't, I didn't like, I don't like that concept. And, and when it was right. over, I can tell you this, I don't think it's a spoiler. It's like, I think they give you an ending. I'm going to have to read something on the internet, but I think they give you an ending, but mm-hmm. it still feels like, I don't know if that's real. Like, I don't know if, if that, whatever they give me now is the truth or not. Cause she goes in and out uh, of the truth yeah. all the time. And she, right. it's and like, she, uh, yeah. like inception kind of. Yeah, yeah, kind of a little like that. And then she's doubting because she realizes that she's not all there all the time, that she has things, so she's not sure, and you're not sure. Mm-hmm. And you keep thinking, like, well, at some point, this is all going to come together in a great, like, thing at the end that's going to be like, oh, this is what really happened, and I, I can see it now. Nope, it's just gaslighting the whole time. So, mm-hmm. and when it ends, I think they wanted you to feel that way. They wanted you to feel like, yeah, it was the ending, but was it really? 
and you're like, oh, screw you, I, I'm done, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Uh, so it it kind of left it open for a second season that they could do more, but I would not. Shelly and I both, when we got done of it, we weren't disappointed in our time there, but we were like, yeah, okay, moving on. We're 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 glad we're done with that, and we're we're not going to watch another one. Right, right. right. Um, and and for for Shelly to say that when she's kind of into this stuff was kind of a big mm. thing for me too. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, I let's see. I've started a couple of anime. I don't know. I don't know that I have any of those that I would I would overtly recommend, except um, a show that I think I've mentioned before called Link Click. Okay. Uh, it's hard to find uh and and look up because it has such a generic name um it's actually (laughs) chinese which is distracting for me because i'm used to listening for and picking out the words i recognize in japanese but um it's like mandarin the yeah yeah it's mandarin or cantonese i don't know that i could tell the difference um the premise is there are two guys youngish guys walk into a bar. um okay. yeah walk into a bar and they can uh they can go back in time uh but the way that they go back in time is that one of them can see into the past uh based around a photo like if they get a photo he can see the events around the photo in his mind oh, okay and then the other guy can go back in time and he mostly will uh go back into somebody else's body ah, it's a, the um quantum leap quantum leap yeah that quantum leap or uh i've seen i've seen other like travelers is like this except that they it's permanent uh so people will hire them to go back and change things and they only they only will change little bits it's like go back and find this recipe that my best friend uh had that she wouldn't give me and now we're estranged and i want you to go back and and find it for me um and as you would expect the story kind of escalates they get involved in some kind of current events of the time or rather his you know recent history uh uh events at the time and it's really good yeah, I, I I watched all of that a few nice. finished it a few weeks ago. Um, I just started a show, uh, um, uh, you know, live action. Uh, I think it's on Apple. I don't remember now. It's a streaming show um, called Acapulco. All right, I saw this. Uh, I saw this on our listing, so I'm I'm interested. What's this one? Yeah, our 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 buddy Pete mentioned this. So uh, this is a story told from a frame. So there is a wealthy um, Hispanic, I guess, Mexican um, man, middle, late middle age, um, talking to his nephew or great nephew. I don't know. Um, And it's the kid's birthday and he's going to tell him about where he came from, like his life story. And he's in the frame. He's very rich you know, owns many mansions and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, but he started as a poor kid, you know, in the slums 
outside of or maybe in Acapulco. I'm not familiar with the geography there at all. <laughs> um, and he gets a job at the nice hotel. Um, but of course, the nice hotel is kind of a facade, right? It's all pink. Um, and, um, you know, he starts out as a, as a kid. So, you know, it flashes back and forth, right? That's a frame yeah, story. Sure. Um, and there's, you know, the old guy there and he's, when he's young, he has a crush on one of the, the front counter girls. Um, and he has his best friend and they, they have these sort of adventures every, every episode, every week. Um, and one of the most entertaining things is that out on the, in the pool area, right? They have a pool and, you know, there are people all lounging around it. And then there's a little stage gazebo thing kind of across the pool. And there's a couple, a man and a woman who sing, who are singing songs all the time. And they are always eighties pop songs that you would recognize. Cause that's the, that's the time frame, right? It's the eighties okay. when, when he's working there. Uh, and they're singing eighties pop songs, but in Spanish, right? So <laughs> okay. it's, it's don't you want me baby. Or, um, I'm not going to think of any more songs, but like, you know, Pat Benatar, um, kind of stuff, Cindy Lauper, all those, you know, eighties pop songs, but in Spanish. And so like, it's still recognizable, but that, you know, the lyrics are, different because they're in spanish <laughs> like this <laughs> right. is this is hilarious what's happening here <laughs> um but yeah it's pretty good so far i'm like four or five episodes into it no oh, it's a whole series yeah yeah um the other thing we did is i'm down here i don't know if i mentioned this before but david and his family left sunday um and sarah is here house sitting for them mm-hmm. um and I'll be here until Friday, and then I'm going to start heading back up to Indiana um, for our game weekend. But uh, coming up soon, yeah, uh, ICG Con. We've talked about that before many times. Right. Um, I don't know why I'm I'm being vague about it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we've been watching we've been watching episodes of anime uh, that we were they were. We, we were in between and starting some new shows. I showed her the f- first episode of Schmigadoon, which I think I've talked about already on the show. Not quite, because um, we're going to talk about it, and I haven't had it. It's still on my list. Okay, so, so we'll 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 get to that in a second. But the other thing we got to talk about a movie too. We're running long on time. The other <laughs> thing we watched was was Logan Lucky. Um, oh yeah, right. Okay, so what'd you think? It was it was pretty good. I liked it up until it started to lose me at the end. I don't know if I was just getting tired or, um, or what, but I, I was, I, I was starting to lose interest toward the end where they're like trying to figure out what happens to the money and where the heist was really a different kind of heist. Like they do in oceans 11. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that's the most important but, part of the movie is how, how, how they done it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it took us too long to get there. We had to pause it too many times, or um, mm, we're watching on on the TV and 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 all of that. Um, but you know, overall, it was good. I I think it was mostly on me. Like I was I was just getting tired uh, toward that part in the movie. Um, I I really I really not to get too much in this. I really enjoyed that movie, and I think one of the reasons I enjoyed that movie is 
was a complete surprise. Like I did not know that's what the kind of movie it was. I, I mm. dig heist movies anyway, but this was like, and forgive me, this may be a derogatory term, but the, it was redneck heist, which was right. not what I had expected. And then when they go through it and they don't like try to make it glamorous in any way, like it's a redneck heist. Right. And it's not yeah. just, it's not just comedy. Sometimes that can always fall into super comedy. Right. Right. Uh, it just had the right amount of all of that for me. And then it was endearing. You know, the, the ending was endearing too. And in the, in the, yeah. the characters, and I'm not a big fan of Channing Tatum, uh, but he was good. And then it also showed me, um, Kylo Ren, like the, you know, another site. He's had a lot of movies since Adam, then too. But Adam driver. Yeah. Adam mm-hmm. driver being able to, to, he was great in that too. And I was like, Oh, you know, this, the, all of this, Kind of acted up to a su- surprising thing, and then you had James Bond come in and do yeah, a completely Daniel not Craig James Bond. In a, a weird kind of. I mean, if you've seen Knives Out, you've seen him do this kind of character. You know, a similar kind of character to this, but uh, yeah, something something you've never seen. Okay. And you probably you probably didn't catch this, but one of the um, one of the brothers. Uh, the Bang Brothers, whatever. Yes, is, I like those guys. Um, right, is uh um, Quaid, uh, Jack Quaid. Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay, yeah, sure, okay, yeah. From, from uh, the, the boys, from the boys, who's uh, and also also Boimler in in Lower Decks. Um, yeah, what, what did uh? There was a great. Oh, he, he's like. I the, the the scene that really sealed it for me was like they go to hire this one of the brothers for his like computer skills. He's like, I know all the twitters, all the twitters. I know them. <laughs> I know, I yeah, know I them. Saw, I, I saw that in the trailer. <laughs> that, that, that that was perfect. I mean, that that sums up the whole show right there. They hire a computer mm-hmm. expert that knows all the twitters, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. What else would I have expected? So right, it, yeah, it's good, and it, and it, and it does have, it does have. At the end, what I would consider, and, and I was probably different for you, but it was like a satisfying heist. Um, who done it? Yeah, and yeah. That's I, a tricky I, thing to do. It's real tricky right, to, right? You know, show the audience enough, but not too much. And yeah, work. when it when it got to the when it got to the final ending, when they do resolve all of that, then I was I was back engaged at that. There was just a sort of lull in between where it's sure. kind of winding down, and I'm like, what? What is happening? Like the a thing and then he leaves i don't okay yeah i don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it but um yeah yeah watch i i recommend that movie we didn't watch it for the show but but i would have watched it for this week for the show because it's um mm-hmm. worth talking about or worth uh watching so thumbs up for me on that one right all right let's uh before we run out of time here let's talk about our movie our movie we got we you mean there was another movie in our here that we had to watch from this whole week sure yeah fine. yeah All right, this week we watched another Keanu Reeves movie from the 90s. All right, we did um, be following up Speed from the week before. Following up Speed from last week, uh, we watched Point Break from 1991, not the remake, uh, the yep. original, I, I think, the original. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think uh, old, old uh, Frank Sinatra ever made a, <laughs> a, a, sur- a surfing movie. A surfer movie, movie? yeah. Although that could have happened in the '60s, like surfer movie, it wouldn't have been Frankie. It would have been uh, Elvis or something. Right? C- can I say I forgot totally that Gary Busey was in this? And when he came mm. on the screen, I was like, "Wait, 
What is his point part in this show? With with all his teeth. With all of his teeth, right? Yeah, Gary Busey. There he was on stage. Okay. So uh, you've never seen this? Oh and my I had. God. You know, you know. Of course, I knew that. Sorry, I'm on. I'm on IMDb. I'm not listening because I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say whatever happened to uh, Lori Petty, who is the girl yeah, in this? Tyler. She was in uh, the the baseball movie with the girl. Yeah, uh, she was no in, crying she, in baseball. She was in A League of Their Own mm-hmm. and Free Willy. And a movie that I never saw, but Tank Girl. Tank Girl. Uh, mm-hmm. All, like, those are all, like, her known for list is stuff from the 90s. All yeah. all from the 90s. And, and then and she should like, be on one of those articles of where are they now? Because, yeah, I don't know where, what happened. Where are they now? She was a character in Orange is the New Black, which I watched and completely forgot about her character until looking at it right now. But she has, um, she has credits, like, every year. It's a lot of, like tv appearances and oh, okay. stuff but who, who was yeah, she in I mean, the new black because i did watch like two seasons of that yeah she's she's a prisoner who shows up later um okay i don't remember how early she appears let me see this will show me uh, I'll, have, I'll have to look that up i'm sure i'll see her and recognize her if but i click on this will it show me when, when i saw it i was immediately like oh it's the league of their own girl and and right she was uh, she was no notable then back then. Like you, you knew who she was. Now in this this show, she yeah, was... she shows up in season two. So you you might not okay. you might not have seen her. She's she's a the, prisoner uh, who in had. This show, um... She plays um, the love interest is the best thing I could say about her. Like they yeah. they don't give yeah. her much to do with in this at all. No, she she's even she. Not only is she the love interest, she's also plays the damsel in distress. Right. Right. Like, right. Every trope of the female in an action movie with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, that's her. So that's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so well, I guess we start with you. So, yeah, but, you but not, by, by contrast, yeah, by contrast, um, Sandra Bullock's part in um, in Speed is much more uh, 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 involved. I don't want to say progressive, yeah. but um, yeah, I'd never seen this and... Um, it i don't know it was it was fine i didn't dislike yeah. it it was just it was just a a you know a sort of a crime thriller sort yeah. of doing the sort of like watch it and like okay when is i know patrick swayze's here but we, he hasn't shown up yet and then they do the thing and you're like well this is too early this can't be a real bust it's going to turn out to be this and i'll bet it turns out this and then you know they get into the get in the final act yeah i i agree i don't i have i had not seen it for my for my part i haven't seen it since maybe mm-hmm. it went around the same time it came out um right. i did watch the, the remake um and the remake is just this but newer i mean so mm-hmm. and, and as i said last week i remember it being when I watched the newer one, like, well, I just might as well watch the other one. And it had Patrick uh, Swayze and, and, um, uh, Johnny Mnemonic in it. So I could, you know, mm. it, it's fine. I would rather watch those. Uh, can't movie I've never seen. Uh, and, um, so yeah, I felt it was just fine too. It's very, it's, it's very nineties, um, mm-hmm. or early nineties. And very early Keanu, Keanu Reeves. If anything, I could say Keanu Reeves is stereotype here. Like this is 
what you think of Keanu Reeves in the 90s. This and Speed are two of the things that are Keanu Reeves. Now, he's changed and became like an icon in the 2000s, 2010s and, and forward. Um, yeah. But th- this is... How do I say this on on the app and not get in Apple Store and not get in trouble? Gary Busey calls him young, dumb, and full of something. Um, mm. and, and like, yep, that's, well, that that sums up what the character parts he plays. They in in Speed, the line that they use all the time, and it's what I renamed our episode title is Pop Quiz Hotshot. Mm-hmm. And he his character in Point Break gets called a hotshot at least twice. Oh yeah, um, right. And of course, this is a few years before Speed, but I'm like, yeah, that's what he is. Like, we're going to do a buddy cop thing. Gary Busey is the old, tired cop, and and Keanu is the young hotshot. And that seems to be his sort of stereotype at this point in his career. For, for sure. And and, and he, he played it to a hill. Now, I will say this. He... He's good at that part. Like that time of his career, he is definitely. And I was thinking this as I was going. This where it, it came up in speed, and it comes up again. He maintains the intensity. Like he maintains mm. being a hot shot uh, character the whole movie, and never. And right. this, the, the credits roll, and he is still chewing his bubble gum and saying "brah," right, and giving intenseness to the to the mm-hmm. part. So, you know, looking back on it, good on Keanu for not letting it down every time, every day in, in production. He was, yeah. he was bringing it. Yeah. Uh, but but it's it's just the same from the beginning. He's not doing anything new with this character. Johnny Utah is Johnny Utah, right? And he, I guess he, Johnny supposed Utah. To, yeah. he's supposed to progress to like understanding surfing and the soul. But I, I don't think that they spend enough time with making you feel the life-changing ways of surfing in this movie that maybe they right. need to. Right. Um, the, it was a little different. I thought that they, cause they, they tried to do the little switch with him getting the wrong gang. I guess we're in the spoilers now. Um, and then, and then like he, they found out who he was and they found out who, who he found out who they were. I thought pretty earlier in the movie than I thought, like it mm. happened. And I was like, Oh wait, this isn't the time he, they, they find him out already. And then it's gotten a whole other act. Um, yeah, because then they're doing this this whole blackmail thing, which was they do a little bit also in speed, mm-hmm. um, but this like now he has to help them and yeah, that and that's or... where it goes off the rails. So honestly, I think like how many people, including his partner, die so that he can save this girl, right? Like so many people get shot and killed and. And then, and then you know, he starts going overboard where, the, where Gary Busey punches his boss. I'm like, oh, my God. First off, this whole movie with the police is so stereotypical 90s and 80s. It's right. just, it's, it's yeah. almost sickening. It's like, did police officers just hate each other and were just jerks? <laughs> like, for who I wants kept, to be a police officer? I, I've, I've never seen... Um, uh, john mcginley in anything other than this and uh and scrubs right? <laughs> yeah. dr dr cox right but uh he's basically playing that same character and i kept waiting for him to demand somebody's badge and gun like it's so cliche so cliche and then when he punches or, him it, it just like well of course of course he's gonna punch him like the first time they started talking you knew it was gonna happen 
and I mean, you know, some of that happens where, uh, you know, stuff is formative or iconic, right? Like, how many times have we seen bank robbers with masks, especially president masks? I know I've seen it at least two or three times uh, since this movie. Um, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's a good, like, it gives a weird, it's sort of uneasy sort of feeling, and it and it is maybe effective, aside from the fact that uh, the mouths move and they can see. Like, there's a the chase scene where he's chasing... Uh, the guy in the Reagan mask, and I'm like, how does he see? How is he looking behind him in this whole head rubber mask? Like, there's got to be <laughs> such a narrow field of vision through those eye holes. Like, come on, right? The, and and then there's also along with the cops is the 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 eye roll of the cops is, is the other cops. Like, of course, there's the old cop who has a hunch, and oh, there's the young guys that are like. Like, oh, you're so stupid, old guy. And then they just hate working for him and they call him names and he's embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And then and then there's the scene where um, Johnny Utah comes up and he is yelling and calling the old guy names so that he can fire him up and make him get inspired again. Like, this is the most cliche thing that a cliche <laughs> can be. So that was just groan inducing. Anything time with the police officers was just super groan worthy. Sure. Um, so Patrick Swayze was was fine. I thought I, he was actually pretty good in it. Um, he uh, pay, paying Brody or Bodie Bodie. He um, yeah. No, nobody puts Bodie in a corner. Nobody puts Bodie in a corner. I, yeah, I liked. I actually liked him much better in this one than than that than that movie, uh, Dirty Dancing. Mm. Um, and and he he was back in that in the eighties nineties was known for obviously being like a, a heartthrob hunky dude. Um, this this movie, uh, uh, you know. I'm happy to say that like, yeah, like I got it. Like he was a super, I was telling Shelly, like perfectly in shape guy with long golden locks and like those piercing blue eyes and, you know, mm-hmm. live free spirited. I'm like, yeah, that's the why everyone, all the girls loved Patrick Swayze, you know, this time was because like this role right here, like he was the idyllic free spirited surfer guy. Right. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, sure. He was great and he was fine. And also he gets very intense and you really dislike him as a, a villain type thing. Um, but in a different way. So yeah, it was just all okay. Um, would I watch it again? Maybe another 25 years, you know, 30 years, uh, I'll watch it again, but you know, right. Right. And, and who would I recommend this to? Uh, someone who missed it in the nineties, you, you know, that's about it, you know, and not, not because, <laughs> Not because it's exciting, but just because, like, hey, you missed that. Oh, sure, you should watch these two. I guess if you got time yeah to blow. Yeah, I don't know if you're if yeah if you have some like particular interest in something that makes you curious about this movie. Like if you're watching all the Keanu movies or you know old old Patrick Swayze movies, or you're you know exploring some some hits, some highlights of the nineties. Maybe, right? This, Even but... maybe. There's like just so much better, I guess. And I don't want me to put it down, but now that we're just talking and I say it out loud, like, I actually don't know who, if I would recommend this movie. I'm not going to say that I would steer you away from it. Like, oh, don't waste your time if you mention mm-hmm. it. But I don't think there's a single time that I would tell somebody like, oh, you should go watch Point Break for anything. Unless it was that thing that you just said, like a completionist list or something. Uh, there, right. There's really nothing. You're, if you haven't seen it, I will tell you this, listener, if you've not seen Point Break... You're not missing anything in your life by watching it. It's not going to hurt your time, but you're not missing 
anything. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll tell you one of the moments that was most memorable to me is when I don't know they're in California somewhere. So they're I think right. Yeah, they're surfing. They must be. I mean, you can surf the Atlantic, but not too many people yeah. do. Um, they're like in Point Loma they, for a while and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they're in they're in Southern California, and. Uh, Gary Busey sends Keanu Reeves to get him two meatball subs. He calls them meatball sandwiches. Uh, and he goes to this food stand, you know, shop, whatever. Um, he gets two meatball subs and something for himself, like tuna, tuna something on rye and two lemonades. And his tab is like 743 or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, what? Right. He got he got three sandwiches and two drinks for less than eight bucks. What is this? <laughs> well, it's it, it's thirty years ago, is what it is. But 1991, uh, right? Yeah, bread yeah, was still yeah. under under a dollar. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, it's it's like you, when you see the the gas stations in old movies, and you're like, sixty seven cents. <laughs> yeah, re- really, really crazy. Um, yeah, so. Fine movie, and now you know the meaning. When, it, when a little bit of context, when Tony Stark pats uh, Thor on the shoulder and says, "You got a mean swing, Point Break." He was more referring to like the fact that he kind of looked like Patrick Swayze's character. Right, right. He's not. He's obviously not. Uh, it's not Keanu Reeves. It's it's Patrick Swayze, or maybe one of his other. Uh, yeah one of his other guys that was the one like sort of entertaining part of the movie was trying to figure out like sarah for a while thought that uh that the gary Busey character was bad right he was on the take or whatever and then we're like oh is it this and i'm like yeah it's the thing because look he mooned him and there's this guy who's obsessed with fire remember the thing Mm -hmm. with the fire when they were night surfing i mean as as soon as Patrick Swayze, they're looking for surfers, and Patrick Swayze comes on the screen. You're like, oh, it's Patrick Swayze. He's it. I mean, that's a, that's, yeah. that's what I thought. I remember at the first time I saw it. But and then they try mm-hmm. to do the little red herring with the other group of people, right? You know, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's it's it is a cliched show. Maybe that's it. if you want to watch like what '90s cop show cliche things, uh, go watch mm. Lethal Weapon. And then if you don't like Lethal Weapon shows, then maybe you can watch this one, right? Right. Uh, all right. Well, next week is your pick. What do you got? Oh man, you put me on the spot here with this one. Uh, okay. Not so... really, but we didn't talk about it off the air, <laughs> so that's maybe. Uh, okay. Um, well, we got one week until. Oh, I know what we. I said we were going to watch a, a little bit more serious movie. Um, sure, sure. Let's watch it. Let's watch Silver Linings Playbook. That's going to be one you got to watch. Like you got to sit down and watch. Not not that it's like exhausting or anything it's just like it's a it's a drama it's got like acting things in it so okay okay yeah it is with um bradley cooper and jennifer lawrence and the parents oh, I are i was gonna say chris pratt that's a different movie different movie that's a di- ah, that's that's not the same movie at all and then the parent which is was interesting was um i and I'm, i said al pacino but it's not al pacino it's um another mobster guy and i'm De Niro, De Niro, yeah, Robert De Niro. So, and, and they're all in it for their reason. So, yeah, I, I saw this movie once, mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of those shows that you watch once, right? 
So I'm okay. I'm, I'm glad to watch it again. I'm thinking I'll watch. I'll see if I can watch it with Shelly. Maybe she's not seen it before. Mm. See what she thinks of it too. So um, it'll be good to watch it again and, see, and also see what you think of it. Okay. So usually I pick a fun, you know, kooky movie, but we're we're gonna watch several because next week after that we'll probably watch something like Big Trouble or something at ICG Con. Something right. Like nonsense. What? Watch Snatch again. We've only talked about that Wait, once on the podcast. Right? We're gonna watch Snatch like we've never seen that before. <laughs> Yeah, that was the a, inside that joke. Was a fun, we always watch that. Yeah, fun, fun, awkward when we had uh, Bill on, and we're like, we've got Snatch on this. He's like, you guys talked about Snatch already. Like, <laughs> what we did? That's that's how I knew we were a real podcast. We've been going so long, I've forgotten topics the, that the we things that we've talked about. Right, not just topics, but like whole movies that we watched and discussed. And uh, <laughs> have, we, have we seen these before or not? Okay, so, it was it was probably on the poster. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it should. Yeah. Be. I, I really enjoy that one. Lock, lock stock yeah. as well. Uh, so right, right. I don't, I don't know if we've talked about lock stock before on this one. I, I had, I had a, I had a, one of my professors a couple of weeks ago uh, was doing. We were talking about typography and different kind of animated typography, and mm-hmm. uh, he played us a, 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 a part from um, Snatch or Lock Stock. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. was like, I really, my professor's really, he's like, my, 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 I really like this show. You guys would be really surprised. You should watch this show. And I just wanted to be like, go watch Snatch, dude. I want you to watch Snatch. If you really like that show, you'll, you'll <laughs> like this one. So, uh, yeah. 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 Cool. All right, man. I think, I think we saved, uh, three lives this, this week or 2.4. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, to put a little bit of a, we had a little bit of political spin. I'll put one more, you know, uh, uh, God bless speed to the people over in Ukraine and hopefully, you know, yeah, wars yeah. Are, are over and they're terrible. So thoughts and prayers, I guess, is the best way to say it there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to The Front Porch, this episode 235, 235. Mm-hmm. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, you can check them out. They do movie and board game reviews over there our buddy fox uh if you have questions comments feedback suggestions for things we should watch discuss you can reach out to us our email address is frontporchpod at gmail.com or you can go to our website frontporchpodcast.com and use the contact forms there if you enjoyed the show please consider subscribing on spotify apple podcasts overcast wherever you get your podcasts while you're there if you leave us a review we always appreciate that as always thanks so much for joining us until next time i'm dennis and i'm michael for the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.